0: to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast?
1: Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss.
0: This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com.
1: We're also brought to you by A-Team Concessions. Find out more about them by searching on Facebook.
0: If you have a comment about the Show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765 233 2640. Again, that's 765 233 2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today?
1: Today we have Joanne McKinney of the Horizon Convention Center.
0: We're supported today by Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up?
1: On July 30th, they'll be having a webinar. It's called Caring personally while challenging directly.
0: Okay. Yes. Caring personally.
1: While challenging directly. It's presented by Courtney McAuliffe. I knew it. Yes.
0: No, I'm just kidding. You know her, right?
1: Far too often, we hide behind performance checklists, limiting feedback to more generalizations. This means that we don't build relationships with our team with maximizing potential in mind. The result is a lack of candid direct communication between two people that not only limits the development, but also prevents the organization from improving.
0: Okay, that sounds important.
1: It does sound important. Participants will learn how to build relations that allow for direct feedback, Sounds good. Understand the steps of creating an environment and culture that is radically candid. I'll tell you, we're radically candid here at the farmhouse.
0: (laughs) I wish I had some bosses in the past that would take these classes. Me
1: too. Yeah. Create strategies for asking for feedback from your boss and also from someone who reports to you and how to walk away knowing what to do with the feedback that is provided and where you go next. All helpful things to know in the business world, I think.
0: Absolutely, And Courtney's going to do a great job.
1: Yep, she's going to do fabulous. So you can find out more and register at SchaeferLeadership.com.
0: In the studio today, we have Joanne McKinney, president and CEO of Horizon Convention Center. How are you doing today?
2: I'm fantastic and fine. It's a beautiful day and we're ready to get back to work. Awesome. Well, great.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Especially the early years, because I know <laughs> a little bit about you, but I don't know where you came from. Are you a Monsonian? I like, am
2: not a Munsonian. Okay. Where'd you come so, from? Uh, my mother is a Lake County girl, and my father went to teach up in Lake County, and they met and got married, and um, I was born in Lake County, so okay. right around Chicagoland. And then my father came to Ball State to work on his EdD, his doctorate, and so we moved down here, and he thought he was going to move other places, and never did. Okay. So I'm a Ball State brat, basically. Basically, came here when I was about five or six years old. Yes. And so, stayed here stayed ever- stayed, Well kind of. So I went through the Muncie community school systems. So I'm a Muncie Central grad and my husband actually was in my graduating class at uh, Muncie Central. Oh, okay. So uh, we knew each other then but we didn't date in high school. Okay, so you're not high school sweethearts. No no. Uh, he wrote in my yearbook I'll see you in Arizona. I said oh he's going to Arizona too. And, you know every 18 year old is so smart and I wasn't coming back to this one horse town. Oh, yeah, I, I was going here. to Arizona <laughs> and I'm never coming back. Mm-hmm. So that was the game plan. So I went to University of Arizona and um, studied radio and television actually. Oh, okay. was my was my gig and public relations and um, some uh, split minor um, Middle Eastern studies and Spanish. So I oh, okay. did a semester in Spain so that was kind of cool, which that is was, part of is why cool. I'm so excited about Rotary Youth Exchange uh-huh. program. So involved in that. Um, when my husband was, we weren't married then, but was looking for law schools, uh, he went to Arizona State which is a rival school to University of Arizona. So oh. Oh. big deal. It's like you were the, house it's divided. The, yes, it's like the <laughs> Purdue IU oh, thing, okay. so yeah. that's the big deal out there in the Pac-10. But um, So we ended up coming back to Indiana. He got in-state tuition for law school, so that's what brought us back. But we tried desperately after law school to get out of Indiana again, but it didn't work. <laughs> it just kept bringing you back. It did. <laughs> Haven't regretted it a day since. Yeah, All worked out. I got to be around family and my kids got to know their grandparents and all of that, so things work out for a reason. I said, as long as we make enough money to travel, I'm good. All right. Excellent. <laughs> we love
0: Muncie. Now, just for people who don't know, Tell us about your husband real quick.
2: Mark McKinney. He's a local attorney here, former prosecutor of Delaware County. And uh, yeah, we've just been living and working and volunteering here for basically our whole careers. All right. So you have kiddos. How many kiddos do you have? have? Two. uh, One who's uh, 23. She moved back in August. She too took off at 18, went to Florida for about four years and decided maybe things weren't so bad bad up here, right? Here in Indiana. (laughs) So she's come back to be a Hoosier for now. Who knows where she'll end up eventually. And then uh, my son started at Ball State last year and uh, had to come move back home also so all four of us are bunking up together so I enjoy reading your corona Apocalypse uh,
0: updates yeah all the updates
2: <laughs> and all, all the information because yeah the four of us during stay-at-home orders we're all vying for the Wi-Fi in our house oh, <laughs> trying we, to make that work we with, keep yelling at each other with gamers was it? and Netflix Who's and all, using all the internet <laughs> knock it off <laughs> exactly
0: when we have a Zoom call it's like everybody yeah. off everybody, everybody off. off the
2: yeah. we need the broadband now yeah so, well, and my husband even has had court because yeah. the lawyers are considered an essential business. Mm-hmm. So he's had Zoom virtual court. Oh, okay. So that's been interesting, too, listening to his court cases from our dining room table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, everybody stay out of here. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody walking through yelling at each and other. And none
2: of us wants to be in the room when he's having virtual cocktails with his friends from around the country. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all clear out then. I don't want to hear all that. That's one thing I have not done is do like it's the virtual really Fun. cocktail hours. We so. did that at the beginning with a lot of friends from, of course, we were in Arizona. Oh, yeah. So we have friends, you know, from college that live all over and some I hadn't even connected with for a long time. And then some I was connected to and, and my other friends weren't. And we've been pulling people together that really haven't haven't connected for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So that's been really cool too. And a lot of people, some of them live at home. And so for them to have a little connection with old friends has been really good too. Yeah. So we did a lot of that at the beginning now that we were able to get out more.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of like fallen away it a little has. bit more. It absolutely yeah. has.
0: So I want to ask you about your career. How'd you get from wherever you were to uh, Horizon <laughs> <laughs> Convention Center? Because you always you haven't always been there.
2: No, I haven't always been there, although it feels like it. I it's, bet. It's, You've I, been there for a while. while 20 though. years now. 20 okay, years, all right. Okay. Yeah. I never thought I'd stay that long. So started out when uh, Mark went to IU. I had an opportunity to work for the recreational sports division. So I was their publicity promotion person, but it was basically a grad assistantship. So it was part-time work. One of the young men, his name was Matt and he said, I'm graduating. It's uh, I'm a December grad. He said, I really want to go into advertising, but I don't have a good portfolio. He said, can I work for you and work on my portfolio? So he was graduated and we kind of helped each other out. He did some fabulous work and together we were super creative. He got a job at an ad agency in Indianapolis and then he called me not long after and said, hey, we're getting ready to fire somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I want you to get your resume into this lady and, and let's get moving. So he was really helpful. One of the interesting things, the first week or so so I got the job, but I really didn't know all the things I said I knew. So he <laughs> helped train me that first week after hours. So he got my PowerPoint skills or whatever, publisher. I don't remember what I was working on, but I worked in the public relations department at Caldwell and Riper. Okay, So it was a cool. great experience. I call myself an advertising agency refugee because <laughs> it was really a great experience I learned a lot I was there for about four years but in the first first six months we lost a huge account and that was one of those aha moments for me I was a young professional had never experienced anything like this I saw out of the agency we ended up laying off 11 people out of about 44 so about a fourth of our workforce got laid off because we lost this huge account but they ended up letting me go because I was first in Mm -hmm. or last in that was a good lesson to me, and you know, I went home that day in the middle of the day, and my husband was studying for sc- his law school stuff. And I come in the door crying and like I lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> and so he jokes, anytime I'm home early now, we look HR, you okay? Everybody's <laughs> like, alright. Yeah, thirty years later, we're still going. Uh, everything okay? So anyway, yeah, he doesn't like it when I come home early. <laughs> but what I learned from that, I stayed on for those two weeks, and mm-hmm. I felt like I would. Have been bailing on my coworkers. So I stayed on. My boss advocated for me and they ended up keeping me and letting somebody else go. Oh, wow. So I decided then and there that I was going to really think about job security a whole lot differently. Mm-hmm. So I talk about it and I try and tell young professionals this too. It's really the toolbox that you carry with you from mm-hmm. place to place. And in that toolbox, you really have to think about what's in there and what you want to have in there your skill set, um, your work ethic, your attitude, and your network. So that's really what I tried to, you know, make sure wherever I was that I, I'm ready to walk out the door at any minute if they decide they want to get rid of me. And I'm ready for that because right. I have this other thing I'm going to take with me. It's mobile. It's me. It's what I bring to the, right. the table. And
1: you're always adding to that tool. Absolutely. So, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Skills, experiences, network, network, people, all of it. Awesome. So that was, uh, again, I was in my early 20s and it was a really good lesson and I've carried it with me ever since.
0: So what's next?
2: My husband sat at a lawyers and bankers dinner next to Stefan Anderson. And if any of you know Steve, you know Steve is no stranger to anyone. Mm-hmm. And my husband's a little quiet. Stephen was not, or Stephen rather, is not like that. They got to chatting. Mark mentioned that I was commuting to Indianapolis every day and um, wanted to know their jobs in Muncie. I wanted to get back to Muncie. He let Steve know. Steve was very gracious and said, have her send me a resume. So I march in there like I know him. I never met him before. <laughs> he gave me an hour of his time and his expertise, looked over my resume, talked to me, set me up on several other interviews with other people, including uh, Ball State Foundation, Dave Ballman, and Vicki Veach at the Visitors Bureau. I met with both of them. Neither of them had jobs at the time, but four months later, Vicky had an opening and called me. And that's how I came back to Muncie. So I worked for the Muncie Visitors Bureau for about four years. I was their marketing person. So I did all publications, Mm -hmm. speeches for board members, just all kinds of things. This was... Pre-internet, you know, the the early days. So a lot of faxes. I did a Friday fax (laughs) to the hotels every day, or every Friday, (laughs) Friday, right? Once a week, and and let them know what was coming into town and what was going on. Now we have, of course, a nice email that comes from the Visitors Bureau that lets people know what's going on in town. But we really worked a lot with the front desks at the hotels because we felt like people asked them the questions more than anyone else. And I felt at that time that they were probably the least informed about what might be going on. So that was a good place for us to really market and make sure those people knew. So that was my four year stint there. I left there and went to Rudder Communications Mm -hmm. and I actually got to do something that was in my education background directly. And I did uh, a lot of, I was an account executive. Okay. So I did a lot of local commercials, uh, wrote them, produced them with the help of some really great tech people. And I had to sell them and collect the money. I enjoyed the creative side way more (laughs) than the collection side. I didn't like that. So (laughs) I'd been there about a year and I got a call from Dan Allen, who was the President and CEO of the Convention Center and the Chamber of Commerce at the time, and he said, you know, I'd like you to interview for a job. I've got an opening. Uh, Brian Brinkman at the time had been a friend of mine, and he said, you know, I've done this for a while. I've gotten the operations up and going, built the new expansion. I'm ready to move on, and what it really needs is marketing, and you'd be perfect for that. I said, well, okay, I guess. So so I interviewed, worst interview of my life. I was not um, really ready to make a move. I was Mm -hmm. happy where I was. I wasn't unhappy. And they uh, were waiting for me to sell them on why I should take the job. And I was waiting on them to sell me on why I should leave the one I had. (laughs) So we parted ways. They hired somebody else. It didn't work out. They came back to me a year later. I said, okay, well, it's not often you get an opportunity offered to you twice. So apparently the universe, God, somebody's telling me I'm supposed to walk through this door. So I had never managed a facility or people before. Voila, that became my job. (laughs) <laughs> and 20 <clears throat> years later you're there you go well t- it, really I just think I'm a slow learner and it's taken me 20 years to learn how <laughs> to, to do this job yeah exactly so uh, it's been a fun every day I've never been bored once and hopefully I've made an impact on the facility and our marketing and things that we're doing and I've learned a lot along the way so never been bored one day awesome. <laughs> it's been fun so with these unprecedented times. I
1: hate that phrase. Can I use it anyway? (laughs) It is a wretched phrase, but it is what it is. (laughs) How have you and the convention center kind of weathered this?
2: I mean, because events have been one of the biggest hit. Absolutely. Uh, It's interesting. One of my daughter's friends, she's 23. She just got out of school, got a job at a hotel. They made her do all the first round of layoffs. And then once they were done with that, a couple weeks later, they laid her off. Okay, oh, oh, you know, wow. so she was calling me through the whole thing, and I thought, well, thank God I don't work for the for-profit side of tourism because it's it's pretty clear it's cut. Bleak. It yeah. is bleak. It is, and it's getting better. They have a sell. They had a sellout um, at the Courtyard by Marriott Saturday, so things are picking up. Mm-hmm. But for us, first was cost containment. So we took a good hard look at everything and it was happening so fast. I've told the board this and other people, it was like drinking water from a fire hose those first few weeks. Oh yeah. Because I've been through it when we did the recession but the recession was this slow creep this thing was coming down the mountain so fast, and trying to figure out personal safety for you know all the people that work for us. Looking at my family, my parents, trying to just figure out the coronavirus in general.
1: Well, yeah, and because like every day they the would news change, new, new yeah. stuff, new guidelines. And, yeah, new- you're
2: watching TV twenty four seven, and you're taking in you know Governor Cuomo and where it's hitting hard, and you're looking at Italy going holy crap, this is rolling our way, and Mm -hmm. what are we going to do about it? So, you know, first things first, figuring out the business. How do I keep people safe? So, you know, can we send people home right now? And then how long can we afford to keep them? Mm -hmm. So we did have to do some furloughs and a couple terminations right at the very beginning. So we cut our workforce by about a fourth. Mm -hmm. And then with the remaining people, knowing we've got to have this core group of people when we start back up, How can we keep them? Well, we learned everything we could. Our controllers did a great job of educating themselves, watching every webinar there was (laughs) to try and learn about the PPP, and Mm -hmm. we were able to get uh, PPP relief. So that's been wonderful. The Paycheck Protection Program has really helped us that way. We also, I don't know if people are aware, but we get the food and beverage tax. Oh, okay. So we knew the food and beverage tax was going to go down during this time period. But it hasn't, you know, it hasn't tanked. People were still going. Thankfully, we're not like some of the other places where all the restaurants closed. Our restaurants really did a fabulous job of pivoting. Oh, yeah. And I think people here were very supportive of the restaurants during those times and trying anything they could. Because we all know we were going to come out of this. Right. And we want to make sure. We would like to have our restaurants there when we come back. (laughs) Absolutely. absolutely. We want to make sure that everybody that we love is still here when we come back. Yeah. And we've worked so hard on this downtown. And we didn't want anything to fail, so we really tried to focus on on those things. We uh, cut costs right away. It's easy when you shutter a building to cut your utility costs. So we basically shuttered the building, cut off all the services that normally would come to the door. You know, we don't need linens right now, and we don't, we didn't need <laughs> right, trash removal. We don't need our floor mats yeah. cleaned. And, and a lot of our <laughs> expenses are related to events. So mm-hmm. when we're not doing events, we're not spending a lot of money. All of that worked out in our favor. We've been um, financially very solvent through this time, and we've got events coming back. The churches were allowed to meet starting in May and we have a church that meets every Sunday with oh, okay. us, Oaks Church. So they were able to start their services back up in May. So we were getting a little bit of money coming in mm-hmm. and then um, it's a good time in a building like ours to fix things and to work on the maintenance thing. So we were able to bring some of our people back. We've been paying them right through this, but we were actually able to give them some things to do. Mm-hmm. Our sales team has been working the whole time unfortunately a lot of it's been cancellations and postponements and rebooking rescheduling and all that, yeah. a lot of them are rebooking so next year 2021 looks fabulous at this point yep. I our, so. our calendar looks great we are filled up and people are vying for space in 2021 so if we can just get through the next you know four to six months we'll be fine okay Ball State changed a little bit. So the opposing teams are actually coming and um, we do their food service for usually dinner, a midnight snack and a breakfast. So at least three meal functions and then some breakout rooms where they the athletic trainers will come in and do the taping or they'll Mm -hmm. do a run through of plays and things like that. So I'm going to be as much as it kills me. I'm going to be a fan of opposition just for a day. (laughs) So I'm sorry. I'll tell all my friends at Ball State that I am a temporary Husky fan because they're paying the bills hey. but it's just just purely financial okay <laughs> business, <is> business man <laughs> so you gotta do what you gotta do
0: yep. <laughs> now one of the big selling points uh before the hotel came in was how much it was going to help the convention center having a hotel right next door to it. Has that happened?
2: Oh, indeed. It's a total game changer, which we knew it would be. So Mm -hmm. we got on board early on. We donated land to the project. Uh, We got involved in the design. Um, At the beginning, they wanted about 125 rooms and I lobbied really hard for 150 because I knew they were going to have the Erskine Green Training Institute. And I will tell you their occupancy has been very good pre COVID. So, they could have had more rooms and, and still been successful. Mm-hmm. It's a nice new hotel. It's well run. It's in a location where people want it. So people looked at me and said, what are you thinking? A hotel in downtown Muncie? How's that going to go? But our clients have been very happy. We've been able to get convention clients that wouldn't have come here without the hotel. So it's really helped our business. We increased the first couple of years about 32% in revenue. So that's awesome And our self-generated revenue. So that was really huge. And I knew it would be. Mm-hmm. And I... I had hoped anyway so yeah. um, it's been wonderful uh, it, our business took a big hit when the Hotel Roberts closed oh yeah a- and we knew you know to truly be in the convention game you've got to have nearby lodging or attached lodging and we even lost bids when it was Hotel Roberts because people didn't want to walk across the street <laughs> inclement weather you well, know yeah. six, six months a year it might be rainy or snowing or cold here so that's true, that's true. yeah This really being attached was also one of the things I insisted on. I I said it's got to be attached. And then the parking garage, when the first design, when they were finishing up the design and actually the build, there was a gap between the garage and that covered overhang. What is the point of that, people? So I had to have them go back in and fix that too. I'm like, you need, that was the whole point of it, having an overhang so people wouldn't be exposed to rain. So, you know, you got to kind of put your... Foot into things. So we'll take over the running of the parking garage next June officially. Pretty soon, the whole complex will be working together. We work great with the folks from the Courtyard by Marriott. They've just been wonderful partners and we work together. Our sales teams are attached at the hip and they go out and spread the charm of Muncie, Indiana everywhere they go to sell. So it's a lot of fun.
0: You and I are in Rotary and you. Pretty much run the Rotary Youth Exchange. Tell me about that.
2: Well, I, for our club at least. Well, I, I've handed over the reins to Daniel Stallings, and he's doing a fabulous job. And before me was Pat Garofolo, and she taught me a lot. And before us was Dick Burleson, and Dick Burleson and his wife did it for about. 30 years. Okay. And when the computer age started, Dick backed out and said I need someone else to take over because he was used to the paper and mailed mailed packets back and forth mm-hmm. era and <laughs> he didn't want to get involved in the computer side of things. So Um, I've been involved for a long time. I personally, my husband and I and our family have hosted eight or nine students now. Oh my gosh. So we've uh, some short-term stays, some long-term, but we've had a couple from Mexico. We've had from Germany. We've had Belgium, Austria, Taiwan, just a lot of different people. We live in Daleville, Indiana, and we've Felt it was important to bring some diversity to our children because Mm -hmm. there just really wasn't. I wanted them to know there was a whole world out there. We had a student from Turkey. We had one from Spain. So it's been a real interesting thing. So the hardest part is finding host families. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason we ended up hosting so many of them but also because I wanted to. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, Fine. I, I didn't I'll work real it. hard <laughs> to find them sometimes, but no, my husband was very tolerant and my kids too and allowing us to bring complete strangers into our home mm-hmm. for anywhere from three or four months to a year at a time. So.
0: Well, what's pretty cool to me is all the experiences they get to experience that you get to go along with. Like Absolutely. Any 500, like any big event. In Indiana you're usually going to with uh, one of these kids.
2: It's funny this year we have an inbound student from Brazil and he's been living with the Dale family and at the same time the Dale's daughter um, Gracie went outbound to Peru. So she's looking at her mom and the student's Facebook post and she said "Uh, when I come back I want to do a rotary year with you like you did with him (laughs) (laughs) all these great vacation spots and things you're you're showing you know because it does give you as a family a chance to think about what do I want to show this student while they're here And what should they experience Mm -hmm. about America and see what we have to offer both, you know, in the tourism realm as well as just experiential things you want them to try. I was always pushing cereal. You need to try all the cereals we have, but it seemed like every single one of these students had one cereal they liked and then they stuck with it the rest of the year. I said, now this is your only chance to try Cocoa Puffs. Get out (laughs) there and try Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) I know it's just a sugar bomb, but come on. This is what we do in America. America, We eat cereal and sometimes we eat it for dinner. (laughs) And they're like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah, it's really sad. (laughs) Like,
1: no wonder you all look like you do.
0: All right. What's on your bucket list? What do you want to do before it's all said and done?
2: Lots of things. Uh, Right now, as we start getting to the point where we're empty nesting and we don't have as many kid responsibilities, I would love to go on some Rotary International Immunization Days. Mm -hmm. So Rotary's really big on polio, Mm -hmm. and there's just a few countries left that still have uh, the live and active polio virus. So I would love to go on the immunization days and do some of that kind of mission work for Rotary.
0: (laughs) And now it's time for the lightning round—quick questions for quick answers. So, number one: What's your favorite band or artist?
2: My tastes in music are very eclectic. Outside of hip hop and country, I like pretty much everything. Okay. So I'm an '80s gal. So it ranges from Prince to Van Halen. Okay. <laughs> okay I
1: think those are all. Those are good choices.
2: Like to dance. I like to, like to headbang. I like it all. Can't, can't go wrong there. <laughs> Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm an early bird. I'm an obnoxious morning person. My family hates me. I come in and sing and jump on their beds when I'd wake up the kids, and they look at me, and they want to strangle me.
1: Matt does that, too, and I'm just like, <laughs>
2: stop talking to that, me.
0: That strangled uh, look. <laughs> You're familiar else. with that, right? Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite book? So it used to be The Stand by Stephen King. That used to be the book. Then I got into the Harry Potter series, but really what happened to me was Outlander Diana mm-hmm. Gabaldon. Mm-hmm. Once I started the Outlander series, I don't know that anything tops that. I will read and reread, and I pray for her next book to come out any day. Please write that book. <laughs> She's working on it. <laughs> I, I know. I heard it's like it takes her about three or four years because she does a lot of very intense. She does a lot of research, research. and yeah, yeah.
0: yeah have you watched the series on yes. TV? Yes.
2: I have watched about three seasons. Okay. I don't think Netflix has given the next season yet. So, and I haven't subscribed to stars. So I'm, I'm watching it past tense.
1: <laughs> I was doing that. And then I got hooked and stars <laughs> knew it. And then they sent me an offer like you can get three months for $11. I was like, well, okay. You're sure." Right. So now I'm caught up. <laughs> there you go. Well,
2: I need to do that. Cause it's, it's been too long since they've added a season. So it's time, yeah, it's yeah. time to get caught. And up. And it
1: was, it was during the Corona, t- the, you know, know, the, the lockdown. <laughs> so I was like,
2: you know what i'm giving i'm in.
1: spending that money
2: because <laughs> i i deserve it no, by golly if i'm stuck home man. i need a diversion that's
0: where all the stimulus money went netflix and <laughs> stars and Disney, HBO, plus Disney and, plus.
2: And, and, and people's yard projects that i too. noticed yeah, that yeah true. a lot of people bought some some lawn implements to really go at that lawn <laughs> that's true have you ever met anyone famous i'm sure i have but nothing popped in on that one i just i couldn't couldn't think of yeah, who that was. Oh, no, they're at the
0: they. convention center. You're—I mean, anybody that comes well, to town, Stedman, comes Well, Stedman,
2: there. Oprah Stedman came. Oh, you're know? the second I, one. who I, said Yeah, Stedman. <laughs> I've, I've met you know a few people, but it's—I just—I'm not a starstruck person. I try to leave famous people alone. Yeah. Because I feel like they probably get bombarded with oh, idiots yeah. with cameras, and I guess I think I'm too cool. I, I just—I'm oh, too cool. Yeah. There's somebody famous. I'm, who cares? I will just, I'll just observe, observe you from afar. I'll the just far. act normal while I peek over at you and see what you're doing. But don't catch me looking.
0: (laughs) So what's your guilty pleasure?
2: Guilty pleasure. Well, you had something about singing on here, and I think um, I I sing a lot. I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, but my kids really don't want to hear it. When my daughter was younger, she'd say... (laughs) okay, mom, we're getting in the car now with people. Don't don't sing with my friends around. I said, oh, I'm, it's off. So I'm singing. doing it. Yeah, so we have a rule in our house. Whoever the driver is, they get to pick the radio station and they're allowed to sing, so sorry. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> now my kids love it. They don't think my voice is that bad and they enjoy just, they think it's funny now. <laughs> but it was terribly embarrassing when they oh, were teenagers.
1: Of course, yeah. Just being alive is embarrassing at that point. Oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> what is your favorite movie? hadn't really thought about that but the one the only movie I've ever gone to and paid for more than once at the movie theater was three times and it was Hidden Figures mm-hmm. I loved that movie I was so surprised that NASA had these wonderful women mm-hmm. and women of color that were really really behind the whole space program, which I love anything space related. I'm so proud of our country for what we've been able to do and accomplish in that area. And to know behind the scenes, it was all these people that normally wouldn't have been given a job in in the private sector probably at all. And I love that um, all these women were these human computers and, and doing all that work. I just I think it's fascinating and nothing I was ever taught in history class. Oh, yeah. So they don't tell you that. It was so fun to see the kind of the real, you know, it was all the astronauts that were on TV and getting all, this, all the street cred, but the engineers behind the scenes and the people doing all the calculations and, you know, you're off by an nth and you blow up a multi-million dollar spaceship and the guy in it. So, I mean, those big stakes.
0: What's your hidden talent? What can you do? Nobody else can. <laughs>
2: I don't think I have any no <laughs> talent. <one has> something. <laughs> I can tie a you know a cherry stem with my tongue. You oh know? oh nice. <laughs> See, <laughs> good. Now no! Yes, that's one impressive. It's a bar trick. <laughs> that is that impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> no one has said that yet. <laughs> oh, there you go. So I guess that would be it. No, really, I don't. I don't know that I have a hidden talent. I just I'm kind of a generalist. I I can figure out a lot of things. I'm not athletically talented in any way, but most other things I can pick up a little bit and get some sort of a skill. Although my kids would tell you that I suck at backing up the boat. I'm <laughs> backing up the trailer. No, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> so, I do not back up
1: and it's not even big, but the lawnmower, I I go in circles and it drives mad. I just want safe. to go forward. I, I only go forward, forward. I don't <laughs> go reverse. I mow the yard in circles and that's like you're not allowed to I mow understand. Anymore. This is completely. killing
0: me. <laughs> Oh, it is one yellow button you have to push before you go backwards. It's, she can not do
1: it. It's the angle. I don't like it. Yeah, no. I just go. I just can go in circles. It's fine.
2: Uh, we kind of already talked about this, but do you sing in the shower? I do. I sing in the shower. I talk to myself. Um, all of those things. But I do. Yeah, I do like to sing in the shower. I do too. Um, when when I was working at the ad agency, or even with Rudder, my a lot of my ideas for my clients' it, things came out of. A brainstorm in the shower. And I and I do that now, too, for business. I'll come out and get my phone out and start jotting down real quickly what I, what was passing through my mind. But that's kind of that zen place where no one else is and it's just quiet in the water and like, okay, yeah, your brain is yeah, on fire. Now I can think. Yeah. No distractions. Yeah. <laughs> I might forget to shave my legs or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing lots of thinking in there. It's like I was thinking and I forgot. Did I do that or not? <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm one of those weird ones that's both. Okay, okay, that's not weird. My father was a, was a huge Trekkie fan, old Trek. So you know James G. Kirk. My dad even yep. kind of looks like him a little bit. So uh, we grew up on that. And then I even we did alpha space 1999 or whatever that one was i can't remember so anything anything space related we were on and then i really started getting into star wars too so the mandalorian as a family oh my we watched we got that disney plus for a little while during Mm -hmm. coronavirus and the whole family that's the first time i think our whole family has been able to sit in front of a tv together since they were way little so this was a lot of fun to to do that but yeah star wars is probably more missed a lot i did like jean-luc picard though and i heard something else is coming out soon with him i heard that this morning I so know, picard uh season
0: two okay. but that's on cbs all access which hopefully which don't is make yet i'm gonna have and we'll it we'll get it free rest.
2: on netflix maybe i don't know or included in netflix i should say so anyway
1: <laughs> what's your most used emoji on your phone
2: lately it's been that little care one the the hug mm-hmm. on oh. facebook but usually it's the uh, the laughing with the tears falling out yeah i'm a laugh out loud kind of funny person that way Thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been my pleasure and our tagline right now is to tell people we're ready when you're ready. So look it up on our website and see our new video.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
2: Well, thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. My pleasure, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: We're also brought to you by A-Team Concessions.
1: Dun-da-dun-dun, dun dun, 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 dun. dun, dun Cardinal corn, get your cardinal corn.
0: Cardinal corn?
1: What is that? It is yummy popcorn that is popped with caramel sauce too.
0: Oh, it sounds wonderful! It is
1: yummy. It's delicious. It's like caramel corn, but you get it at the Cardinal Games, and it's Cardinal corn, and it's Jennifer's recipe, and it's super duper good. Jennifer who? Jennifer Cooper Wilson.
0: Oh, she makes the best.
1: She does. It is super good, and so you can get it at the Muncie Maker's Market. When's that? On Saturdays
0: afternoons. Yeah. I don't yes. check Facebook.
1: Check Facebook, but it's there. Uh, you can also get it with your beer. What? Yes. Guardian
0: brewery? Guardian beer
1: brewery, beer, and cardinal corn. You can get your beer delivered and cardinal corn delivered. Sounds like a match made in heaven.
0: Where would I order such yumminess?
1: You can find A Team Concessions or Jennifer Cooper Wilson on Facebook. Message her there and she will hook you up. Awesome. I can't wait. Dun 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 dun. dun. dun, dun, dun. dun,
0: dun, dun. remember way back when when we were dating
1: yes i do it was a long best time it was the best time ever it was a long time ago that was
0: before marriage kids stepkids things
1: things grandkids everybody yeah it was fabulous.
0: You have 10 questions. So left.
1: I have found 10 out of the box questions that some random website on the internet says that you should ask on a first date. Okay. And We have not been on a first we date. We are going
0: to help out our single folks yes. right now.
1: Yes. And we'll see. And if you had asked me these when we were on our first date, I think some of them are okay. All right. But I might have thought you were a little weird. We'll Number see. one. Number one. Have you ever changed career paths or majors? Oh, okay.
0: I see why you would ask that. But am I supposed to answer it?
1: Yeah, go ahead and answer um, it. You're kind of been... You I've went to school for T-Com. I've kind of been on Kong. the
0: same route. Uh, I, was in, I was in radio, but that was just a part-time overnight thing as I got through college to become a video editor. So, yeah... I did change directions a little bit because I got into websites.
1: Well, that's true. But you still do video editing. But it was all
0: media. It's all
1: media and communication. And
0: it seems like nowadays all I am doing is... Video, websites, audio, podcasting,
1: that's true. anything and everything media. <laughs> that, I mean, that's kind of your job, right? That's, that's <laughs> now, I, I obviously have changed majors or careers. I went to school for church music, and I don't do that anymore.
0: Yeah, that was a big That's a big shift, shift
1: but that's okay. I still like to sing, and I sing here on the, on the podcast like every week, it seems like.
0: <laughs> church choir girl to Gone Boss.
1: Indeed. That's why it's called Good Girl Gone Boss. See how we did that? It's amazing number two what family member are you the most similar to i am very similar to my dad i can see that in the good and the bad
0: (laughs) i would say i'm more similar to uh i guess my mom i think
1: you're more like your mom i cuss
0: like my dad but well i'm more tempered like my mom (laughs)
1: that's true (laughs) i make lists like my dad what was your favorite age or grade growing up
0: oh it had to be probably fourth grade fourth Fourth grade fifth grade fourth grade
1: was my favorite
0: there was something about that age. Where you're moving. Like,
1: you're in elementary, but you're like the big kid in elementary. We got to like play on a different playground than the little kids. Fourth and fifth grade had their own playground.
0: For uh, the farmland kids, we merged with Parker City our fourth grade year, oh. and that was a big deal. We had all these new people, right? And that new, just lived a town over. But back in the day, that was you like never saw huge them. It was distance. a huge
1: deal. Yeah, coming
0: to Muncie was like going to Indianapolis.
1: Oh, I know. We never went to Muncie. Like no
0: we never went to indianapolis
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but fourth grade was important like i i don't know i think you you grow up a little bit you're like 10 or whatever my fourth grade teacher was my one of my best teachers mrs moorhead she was great and yeah i like fourth grade it was good what book would you love to see made into a movie
0: Uh, i'd have to read books
1: i know me too
0: uh, no you do read books i
1: do but they're like not good books that you'd make into
0: movies well you read that uh historical fiction stuff oh, that's so those true. are nice
1: outlander but it's been made into a tv show so
0: yeah okay
1: <laughs> and a very good one
0: well i did uh listen to an audiobook of uh artemis which i believe was about the moon i don't know they they had colonized the moon and there was a little boot on it also in a dark dark wood i'd like to see that one i
1: feel like that's being made into a movie well,
0: let's hope so that, that was a good It.
1: i didn't read that one what is something you've always wanted to try
0: i can't say it on here no know. i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> i know like you ask me this on the first date
0: <laughs> oh yeah this is first date stuff yeah first um, date
1: questions i don't know like i don't want to jump out of an airplane
0: no no well would i want to try yeah probably lsd ecstasy okay awesome. no no not, not really <laughs> i don't but we could go to burning man that'd be kind of cool
1: the only way I'm going to Burning Man is if I am super bougie and I have like an RV with air conditioning and like a guide, I'm going to do the super bougie like Beyonce way of doing it.
0: Still, I'd like to see it. It'd be kind of cool.
1: I'd like to see it from afar and not with all the dirty people.
0: Oh that? no, the dirty people are amazing.
1: <laughs> no, no. What are you always game for? What's something you're always like, yeah.
0: I'm I- telling you why this day's not going well. <laughs>
1: you asked me this on my first (laughs) date it's like um i got somebody's calling i gotta go (laughs) i got somewhere to be (laughs) all
0: right repeat the question
1: what is something you're always game for
0: drinking (laughs) (laughs) i'm always game for it
1: that's true i'm always game for binging television shows that you don't want to binge with me that's true (laughs) are most of your friends single married or dating
0: pretty sure they're all married now well now they are we're older yeah
1: Even when we were first dating.
0: A few of them were were married and then divorced and then married again.
1: That's true. So who knows? What's the last thing you Googled?
0: Had to be something to do with websites. Was
1: Google around when we were first dating? I'm sure it was.
0: Oh, yeah, it was there. Because we we found each other on Yahoo.com or Yahoo.
1: Personals. Personals.
0: Yes. So Google was... You know, the big dogs back then. That's true. 2006. So, You're right, it was. Uh, but Yahoo had the market on my heart. Oh,
1: my heart. <laughs> <God>. My <laughs> heart, too. And all the weirdos that you met along the way.
0: <laughs> was, I was plenty of fish, so.
1: Uh, okay. Tell me your favorite joke.
0: Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana.
1: Banana who? Don't knock, don't. knock. Oh, God. Who's there?
0: Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you glad I didn't say banana?
1: If you told me that joke on our first date, <laughs>
0: I would walk out the door. I'm just saying. What's your favorite joke?
1: What's the skeleton's favorite
0: instrument? What?
1: The trombone. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Yeah, we, we,
0: wouldn't, we wouldn't make it past the first aid <laughs> on these questions. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. I feel sorry for all the single people. We just... <laughs> don't <laughs> don't well, ask What these. number are we on anyway? That's nine. Okay. We yeah. can
1: be 10 if you want to be 10.
0: We got we to gotta go 10.
1: All right. If you could give one piece of advice to everyone,
0: what would it be? Hell if you do. Hell if you don't.
1: Don't be a jerk. Okay. There you go. So don't don't use these on a date. I think you're gonna you're gonna get some side yeah. eye. I think it's not gonna go well.
0: Nope. Uh, I, I, I don't. Know. I think like, I think the other person will walk out on you.
1: I agree. If you would have told me that orange joke, the banana joke, I would have been gone
0: for I sure. I tell every kid that joke.
1: I know, and I tell every kid the trombone joke. It's my favorite. It's,
0: it's the like only knock one. Knock knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo who? Yes. What are you crying for?
1: Yeah, I know. What's uh knock knock?
0: Knock knock. Oh, who's there?
1: <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow.
0: Interrupting cow. Move.
1: Who? <laughs> oh. Can you tell we have a six-year-old?
0: <laughs> Those are our top hits. There
1: you, you go. Today. The hits bringing you the hits today.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Gone Boss.
1: Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss.
0: We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss.
1: If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show.
0: Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us.
1: If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com.
1: We're also brought to you by A-Team Concessions. Find out more about them by searching on Facebook.
0: Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone gone boss. boss.